I want to take you to Daniel. I could, I could just about tell you the story. I love it so much. I could just about tell you the story. It's the story of, the Shadrach, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. We've got some thoughts we're going to pull out real quick. We're going to have a great time. Verse 19 of chapter 3 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me know the devil's not pleased about you being in this church. Not now, not ever. Don't think for a moment he's going to befriend you because you come to this church, you're all excited about it. You're going to bump into him one day and say, I really love the fact you go to the cathedral. I'm very excited for you. Every time he thinks about you, fury rises up on the inside of him. Listen to what happens. He spoke and commanded that the heat of the furnace... I need to go back and go quick, quick, quickly in the backstory. He'd set up an idol. And he said, you've got to all worship the idol. Bow down, worship the idol. I've had this vision. It's grand. And if you don't, I'm going to throw you into a furnace. How you know the furnace's purpose is to destroy the body and soul in fire? Listen to what he says. He commanded that the furnace, that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. For what purpose? The original heat was going to destroy the body. Do you agree? Out of his rage... He says, turn the heat up seven times what it should normally be. Let me tell you something. The devil has forced the hand of God into areas where the devil has not yet been. Watch carefully. Seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men or strong men of valor who were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. The king's hand has killed the strong men. Have you noticed that? Nebuchadnezzar is a type of, of Satan here. His strong men have been killed because he put the fire seven times hotter than it should have been. How many know the devil likes to turn the heat up on Christians? What does the Bible say? Laugh at calamity. Help me out, saints. The Lord sits in the heavens and laughs as he holds them in derision. You imagine Nebuchadnezzar. The finest men in the army. He's turned it up seven times. He's going to burn these Israelites. Let me tell you, there's not going to be a skerrick left of them. They're in the fire and the strong men are dead. Now he's in uncharted territory. This never happened before. Seven times hotter than normal. Verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. I'm not surprised. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Gentlemen, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of that blazing fire? He didn't say it like that, I guarantee you. They answered and said to the king, That is true. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. Four times, four times they observed that the people of God had been bound. But the king, 
The person who orchestrated this whole thing confesses out of his own mouth, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. And the fourth, the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Do you know the Bible says the devil used to walk amongst the fiery stones in heaven? Isn't that interesting? Let me take you real quick right back to the seven. Seven is an interesting word, an interesting number. It's the second most important number in the Bible after one. It's a rule of seven. Seven days in the week. Naaman was asked to dunk seven times. Why seven? Why not six? Why not eight? person who was dead who was dead sneezed seven times that's true that's interesting mary magdalene out of whom came seven devils you and i are to to forgive 70 times seven and if necessary in another place jesus said for the same offense seven times a day Seven simply speaks of a completed work. So if Naaman had have only gone down six times, the work would not have been completed. But it's interesting. It's interesting, but it's, it's not progression like there is in a house. There's a component of obedience where you're not six, you're not six sevens done at six. You're not done at all until seven. Yeah? So when God says, I need you to do this 10 times, you're not better and better and better and better and better and better. You don't have to worry about the 10th. There's no change until you get to the 10th. And all of a sudden there's a boom and you're done. Help me out. So you can't afford to miss church because you're not sure when your number's up. Help me out. You're never real sure whether you're at sixes or at sevens. You just got to keep coming. Until you know the work is completed. Help me out, saints. Because God's got your number. Hallelujah. God's got your number. What's the purpose of fire? To usher in a fresh revelation. Now, these gentlemen were most likely eunuchs and never had their own kids. Can you imagine being a little Hebrew boy sitting in church and the pastor sharing this story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I wanted to have that experience. I did. I was there in Sunday school. I I wanted to have that experience. Because remember, a person with an experience never has to worry about an argument. Here these three men are, the only men that have survived a fire. Recorded in Scripture. There were others mentioned in Hebrews. Here these men are. Let's have a look at a couple of things. Number one, the fire of God destroys the strong man. And it looses our bonds. Every time we come into the fire of God, he kills the strong man that seeks to usurp the power of God in our life. And he looses our bonds. I'm going to go as quick as I can. Today is Palm Sunday. Do you agree? Sunday before Jesus' resurrection. This is also the start of the Lord's Passion Week or Holy Week it's called. It fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9 that says, Rejoice greatly, daughters of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming. And I'm not talking about Wally Odom. He is just 
And having salvation, that is a completed work salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is the message. Shout and cheer, daughter Zion. Raise the roof, daughter Jerusalem. Your king is coming. A good king who makes all things right. A humble king riding a donkey. A mere colt of a donkey. Mark chapter 3 verse 27 says, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man. Then he can plunder his house. You know what happens when, when the fire of God falls on a church? The power of the strong man is broken over individuals, over families, not only within church, but our extended families, our extended, our brothers and sisters, our mothers and fathers, our unsaved spouses, business houses, businesses, where you work, what you own. Help me out. The devil uses the, the, the God uses the fire of God to break the devil's stronghold on your things. In Acts chapter 28, verse 1, the story is Paul was shipwrecked and got to Malta. And they're building a fire because it was cold. The Bible says it was rainy weather and it was cold, so they built a fire. The Bible says they kindled a fire. Paul had gone to help and he gathered some sticks together. And as he was putting the sticks on the fire, the fire drove out a viper. And it fastened onto his wrist. People were staggered. Ah, this fella. He survived the storm. But judgment came to him anyway. Paul simply shook the snake off. Back into the fire and destroyed it. They supposed that he was going to get all puffed up, but he didn't. Let me tell you what that biblical viper is. It's all through the scripture. The viper is called the old world snake or the pit snake. Comes from the Hebrew word which means to whisper or to fortune tell. There are two times when I know I need the fire of God more than ever. That's when I've gone back to the old world thinking. The Bible says to put the old man to bed. Correct? When I go back to those former lifestyles, those old ways of doing things, those old ways of seeing things. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, Paul spoke to that issue. And the other time I need the fire of God more than ever is when I find myself in a pit. Have you been there? And you don't feel like you can get out of this situation and all of a sudden snapping at your heels is a viper. Let's, let me, let me uh, give you this thought. The devil has no creative power in his words. That's true. The creator has and his creation has. Yes. So the devil has to get you to say what he is thinking. Correct? Yeah. Because he can go on about it all day long and it has no effect on you or on the world. That's good, He's got to get people who have God's creative power in their tongue. Help me out, saints. 
to say what he's thinking about them and about their world. And all of a sudden, the viper strikes. You know what Paul did when the viper came out of the brush? He shook it off in the fire. Let me tell you something. When a a viper bites you, you better be close to a fire. Amen? (laughs) You don't want to be running around in the wilderness with a viper attached to your wrist. You want to be close to fire. Let me tell you what's going to happen over this Easter time. Vipers that have been gnawing at your heels, that have been trying to get in your ear, that have been telling your fortunes for years. Help me out, saints. That that have been whispering sweet nothings in you are going to be destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost when the fire of God comes on you. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. That word weight is something that is oversized, that has got much swelling. You know what the Bible says about the devil? Verse, chapter 7, Daniel 7, verse 25. He shall speak pompous words against the Almighty. That is oversized and much swollen words. 2 Peter 2.18 says, For they speak, talking about false teachers, For they speak great swelling words of emptiness. They allure through lusts. Jude chapter 1 verse 16. And they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. The devil's goal is to get in your ear and fill your mind with emptiness. To flatter you, listen carefully, to gain advantage. The only way for the devil to impact the world is to have people saying what he's thinking. You know, the only time happened to Job's wife. Oh, curse God and die, Job. Get over with it. Help me out. Saying, is that what happened? Curse God and die, Job. I'm over it. Job says, I did not sin with my lips. Verse Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out. Oh, I love it. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. You know, the devil doesn't have any power outside of his ability to deceive. Correct? No, don't, don't get me wrong. He is good at it. Don't get me wrong. He was cast down to the earth. I wonder sometimes why God left him here. And his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 20, verse 2. This is talking about just an angel, okay? God doesn't put out his own trash. Help me out. He gets one of the servants to do it. The the devil who has had the whole world spellbound. An angel lays hold of the devil, the dragon, the serpent, listen carefully, of old. Who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years and he was cast into the bottomless pit and shut him up. How many want the devil to be shut up on your behalf over this Easter period? How many are sick and tired of him telling your fortunes? How many are sick and tired of him whispering in your ear? Emptiness, flattering words to gain advantage over you. Help me out, saints. God's going to take a hold of him. He's going to bind him. He's going to put him in a bottomless pit. Remember, that viper is the old world serpent or or the pit snake. Only time I've ever, ever bumped into the devil, unless I'm doing a great thing for God, he just wants to hinder, like a Sam Ballot and Tobias. 
is when I've gone back to the old world or I've found myself in a pit. When the fire of God comes, God shuts him up and sets a seal on him. Isn't that interesting? Because of your confession of faith, because of your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, God shuts up the devil, as long as you don't let him in your ear, and he puts a seal on his work in your life. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. Ain't that a picture? In the presence of God, that arrogant son of a gun. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Talking to Joshua. Talking about Joshua. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Have you ever made this statement? I can't do anything at the moment. My hands are tied. I felt this was for businessmen. I felt this was for businessmen. The Bible says when the fire of God came, their bonds were loosed. Businessmen, I don't know if you've said it in the last 24 hours, in the last week, but if you have said, I can't do anything at the moment, my hands have tied. Look out. Because over this Easter period, the fire of God is going to bring a breakthrough into your world. You don't have to be a businessman to take hold of that. But I felt that in my heart when I was praying about this. Here's two scriptures, two great stories. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. The Bible says this lady was in an infirmity 18 years. And Jesus says this specifically. This daughter of Abraham, should I not loose her whom Satan hath bound these 18 years? God knows how long you've been bound. And this Easter time, he's going to finish some work he started a while ago. And he's going to start some things that you've been believing for and trusting him for, for some time. That is his word for you. Acts chapter 12, verse 16. I mean, this is, a, this is an experience, I tell you. Imagine Peter telling his kids this. Peter was bound for preaching the gospel. They put him in a prison, a prison cell. They had two prisoners at the, guard, at the door. And he, they laid him down to sleep between two other, two other guards and he was shackled to them. Now, how many know that's bound? Help me out, saints, that's bound. And the Bible says, the angel of the Lord turned up. Said, Peter. Rise and follow me. You know, the Bible says in Luke 13 of the lady that because of the devil's affliction in her life, she was not able to raise herself up. But when the fire of God comes and the bonds are loosed, you will be able to raise yourself up to your proper height. You'll be able to stand proud in the grace of God, strong in the grace of God. The devil wants to bind so he can bend you over in his will. How does he do it? He takes you back to the old world. He whispers empty words in your ear, seeking to gain advantage. I've got no doubt that when Jesus was on the cross... The devil would have been in his ear. Not just at the Garden of Gethsemane. The devil would have been in his ear. 
Ephesians 6.16 says that there are fiery darts from the enemy. Singers and musicians, if you could come. This is talking about myself and Pastor Claude and Pastor Ivan and the board members of this church and the leadership of this church. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 6 says of the governors of Judah, and I will make you a fire pan in the woodpile and you will set a burning. I'll tell you why I want a fresh fire. Because there are strong men in my life that need to be broken. There are bonds in my life that need to be broken. And only the fire of God can drive the serpent out. Only the fire of God can drive the viper out. What's he doing in my life? He's whispering sweet nothings in my ear. He's fortune telling. He's whispering. Help me out, saints. And God says to the governors, you need a fresh fire. Because I want to stoke the fire and you're going to be my fire pan. 